First Metrosec is providing this podcast as a general market commentary. Reference to any specific security, product, or entity do not constitute as an offer or a solicitation of an offer to buy or sell any financial instruments or to participate in any particular trading strategy. The statements, comments, views, or opinions expressed by the hosts are subject to change without notice and First Metrosec is under no obligation to update, amend, change, or correct any of the statements, comments, views, or opinions expressed. The statements, comments, views, and opinions expressed by the guests are their own and do not necessarily reflect the view of First Metrosec. First Metrosec disclaims any liability arising from reliance on or reference to any information obtained in this podcast. Podcast Network Asia. You are listening to First Metro Securities Philippine Stock Market Weekly Podcast, where we feature timely and relevant discussions on the Philippine stock market and the economy in the hope of providing you investing and trading guidance. Here's your host, Royce Aguilar, from the Research Department at First MetroSec. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another monthly wrap-up here with First Metro Security. So I'm Royce Aguilar. I'm part of the equity research team. We will discuss what happened in August. We will discuss what to watch out for in September. And of course, we also have special topics for you guys. I think just to provide uh, the details about the REITs that are already listed, I will also discuss as part of the summary, uh, the earnings, what happened with the telcos, why did it rally, of course, in the question answer portion, I'll also discuss why why did Boitis Power rally earlier, August thirty one, right? So we will discuss all of that. Okay, then we will also reiterate what are our stock picks, and then we will discuss another set of traders' table picks. Okay, for the summary for the month of August, so the PSEI went up by nine percent, right? It's not a typo. The PSEI did go up by nine percent. The close at 6,855.44, right? So year to date, the PSI is just down by 4%. So let's discuss what supported the market, what made the market rally. So of course, there were outperformers from select index names, mainly because of the, mainly because they posted better than expected first half earnings. Of course, this is the period of earnings where almost all of the companies posted higher earnings, mainly because of the pandemic. Uh, last year, I mean the the peak of the effect of the pandemic to the company's operations last year, and then there were also you know better macro data. So of course, inflation was already slower uh, in July. It that was a concern earlier this year, right? The inflation even shooting up um, above four percent, uh, uh sharply above four uh, percent. Unemployment rate was also a concern last year. So right now, unemployment rate back below 8%. There was also higher labor force participation and then manufacturing continued to show strength in the month of July, of course. When you talk about the month of August, which we will know tomorrow, because today is August 31, tomorrow, September 1, it will be probably at contraction, mainly because of the, you know, the, the lockdown restriction. But nevertheless, this goes to show that once we do not have any quarantine measures, you know that there's uh, positive sentiment on the manufacturing sector. So this is what this is the possible key takeaway. And then recently, actually last week, there was growing optimism in the global economic recovery after the U.S. Food and Drug Administration granted full approval for the two-dose Pfizer-BioNTech vaccine. Of course, this also 
uh, boost sentiment regarding their booster shots, etc. So that that if you take a look at the U.S. stocks, right, uh, the Pfizer, BioNTech were actually rallying. So what tracked the market? I mean, the market could have hit seven thousand. The market pulled back in some of the days in August, mainly because of these reasons. So there was a PSA rebalancing, right? So just to explain, what's the effect of the PSA rebalancing? You, you will notice in August, I think, if I'm not mistaken, on, on August 13, the market pulled back sharply. It was mainly because of the PSA rebalance. You will notice, diba, recall, Converged and AC Energy went into the PSCI, replacing DMCI and Emperador. If you just take a look at their market cap, the a- AC Energy and Converged market cap is significantly higher than DMC and Emperador. So we know that the weight of the PSCI constituents are, of course, total niya 100%. So since the higher market cap names got included in the PSCI, of course, what will happen to the other index names? Bababa yung weight nila. So that's what happened. So basically what fund managers did, the ones that are tracking the index, they had to sell a bit of the SMs, SMPH to make room for the higher market cap convergent AC energy. Basically, that's it's sort of rebalancing. Of course, there's nothing wrong with the fundamentals. It's more of rebalancing. That's why you will notice the weeks after, diba, nag-rally yung PSEI. So right now, we're at 6,800 already. So of course, there, are, there were other concerns like the Delta variant. Actually, cases were clinching you know, new highs, unfortunately, you know. So, of course, that did drag the market a bit because that pushed the government to, to go back with the ECQ, with the MECQ, right? And then, of course, that also resulted to the slashing of the country's uh, GDP outlook by the DBCC. That the DBCCs consist of uh, DOF, BSP, NEDA, and then also SNP Global, Southern Poor's Global. So, looking at earnings of the PSA, just to give you a glimpse Right. Of course, we are publishing all of the earnings of the PSCI in our daily report. Right. But this slide gives you the glimpse or the summary of what happened on the earnings forecast. Of course, uh, for those listening via Spotify, Apple, Google Podcasts, right? what I'm discussing here in this slide is I'm showing the financials and holding firms' earnings performance. And not only that, what is the consensus? What's the consensus call? Is it ahead in line below? So just to discuss, BD, for the banks, BDO is ahead of consensus expectation. Metrobank and BPI are in line. And then Security Bank is below expectation. For the holding firms, AEV, AGI, DMC, SMSMC are ahead of expectations. AC, MPI, GTCAP are in line with consensus expectations. And then JGS and LTG are below expectations. Like what we have been saying before, Actually, when you take a look at the core net income of SMC, that should be positive, right? That should be positive. Nevertheless, the thing about consensus expectation is even if the company grew its earnings, but it's not above expectation, the, the share price will not likely go higher. If you take a look at LTG, it's below expectation. Then you will take a look at LTG, it's uh, share price underperforming, right? That's the result. Uh, when you take a look at Holding companies, for example, SM. SM, despite the market trading at 6,000, 7,000, SM continues to trade at the 1,000 or above 900 levels because of the earnings. So that's how important consensus expectations are. That's what, uh, what we have been telling you. And where can you see the consensus expectations? We always mention it on our daily reports, right? So moving on to the other sectors, when you take a look at industrials, Aboitis Power and Emperador are ahead of expectations. Diba? You will notice Emperador continues 
to outperform in terms of share price. Avoid is power finally getting the attention uh, it deserves. So you will notice how important not only earnings growth, but coming above a consensus expectation. What is consensus? Consensus is the the average earnings forecast of all the stock brokerage firms that cover the said stock. So going back, industrial, Meralco, uh, FGEN, URC, Pure Gold are in line with expectations, while RHI and GFC are below expectations. And then when you take a look at property, only RLC showed strength in terms of earnings coming ahead of expectations, while Ayala Land, Meg, SMPH came in below expectations. And there's only one story why, because of the malls. And because of the renewed lockdown measures last March that affected the first half earnings of these names. And then for services, Bloomberry, actually specifically Globe, ICT, and Tel came in ahead of expectations. And you will notice the outperformance of share price of Globe, ICT, and PLDT. Again, the key takeaway here is to not only look at earnings growth, but did it come ahead of expectations? When you take a look at Wall Street, they always say, Okay, may earnings growth, but did it come ahead of Wall Street expectations? If it did not, the share price will likely drop. Okay, okay. Now let's go to this. Just discuss the next segment. Why did the telco stocks rally? Fun fact: Globe last week alone share price rallied by thirty-two percent. PLDD last week alone share price rallied by seventy percent. So let's discuss a bit why it rallied. Okay, it's because of the prospects of these uh, of a more liberalized telecommunication sector in the country. There is a recent push to pass key legislation that will attract more foreign investments in the country, such as the Public Service Act. What is the Public Service Act? The Public Service Act will change the definition of public utilities to allow more foreign investment in telecoms. So currently, the constitution limits foreign ownership in public utilities to 40%. I believe the Public Service Act uh, will allow as much as 100%. So of course, more foreign investment telecoms will improve their service, will make them more competitive and the like. So I think this begs into question, okay, Globe rallied 32%. PLDT rallied by 70%. I believe Converge rallied by 6%. Why did Globe outperform? Actually, we have been mentioning, if you take a look at our weekly reports, we have been mentioning um, Globe already outperformed the PSEI weeks prior, right? And it's because the company disclosed in its earnings that Gcash is already EBITDA. Earnings before interest taxes, depreciation, amortization, it's already positive. And net income after taxes is already positive in June 2021. So bottom line is the, the Gcash business via mint is already net income after taxes positive okay so the in our view this is what made the telco stocks rally and specifically globe outperform so of course i will give you guys like uh, three to five seconds to take a look at the slide probably you guys will ask this later but just to reiterate again a more liberalized communication sector in the country and then why did globe outperform mainly because of their announcement Gcash is ready, EBITDA, and net income positive. So going to the, the, the price action of the market, right? Earlier, the market closed at 6855 So what was welcoming specifically last week is the PSI further rallied, complemented by net foreign buying. So the market also traded above the key moving averages 50-day, 100-day, and 200-day for the first time since early June 2021. So MACD is also above both the signal and zero line for the first time since May 2021. And when the market, when that specific technical event occurred, 
yung MACD above signal zero line, the market rallied by 7% last May after that technical event, right? So for us, uh, we, we mentioned that if the markets, we mentioned in our weekly report uh, last week that when the when the market stayed stays above 6,600, just accumulate. So right now, continue to accumulate, especially if the market stays above 6,600 and once the market breaks above 7,000, right? So that's basically the recommendation there. So of course, for those price specific, you can set your cut loss below 6.6 or 6.4, right? Because that will negate the current rebound of the market. So what do we watch out for in the month of September? So still, the Delta variant and its implication to the lockdown measures in the Philippines. So right now, at least uh, in NCR, we are under MECQ until September 7. So moving forward, will we still be under MECQ or will it be downgraded to GCQ or modified GCQ? Right? That, that's the question. We're seeing higher cases in other regions. What will be their lockdown measures? Right? Economic data to watch out for. There are a lot of economic data to watch out for. So manufacturing data tomorrow, September 1. Inflation, September 7. Then the second, um, not disregard that GDP, but the, we have BSP interest rate decision on September 23. And then OIF on September 15. For US, we have job support on Friday. We have inflation on September 14. Then central bank decision also on September 23. So you will notice September 23 is a crucial day for the central banks. I believe for BSP, they will not change rates. But for the FOMC, they will likely not change rates. But the important thing there is, will they signal tapering? If they signal tapering, that will actually impact stocks. Okay. And then for global, there's also uh, interest rate decision this month. Okay. And then again, COVID-19 related news, arrival of more vaccines. I think what we should add here is the booster shots news. Of course, even if it only gets approved in the Western countries like the US, it's, it, the sentiment can still trickle down to the developed markets, mainly because of the sentiment or mainly because of the possibility that there will be booster shots. So that could help us further defend ourselves from the Delta variant and the other variants that may come. And then global inflation is still a thing to watch out for. So details on some details on the listed reads, of course, what I will mention here are all in the company prospectus. Okay, so basically no opinions here, all coming from the prospectus. Okay, so from the ARIT, for ARIT, you will notice for the, the 2021 consensus yield, it's 4.9%. That's according, that's based from the market price last last Friday. When you take a look at the 2022 consensus yield of ARIT, it's 5.2%. For DDMPR, um, based from the market price last Friday of 1.8 pesos, the 2021, consen the 2021 yield is 6.4%, while 2022, it's 6.9%. And then for Fear Invest Rate, it's 6.3% for 2021, and then for 2022, 6.6%. .6%, okay? So just to give you, you know, just to give you some glimpse of what the yield is for for the listed reads, okay? So, so moving on to our stock picks, for just to reiterate, we still we still remain positive on our, the cyclical names. This requires patience, but the upside is there for the property. Of course, they're underperforming because just like what mentioned earlier, they lagged in earnings because of the performance of the mall business. But our target price remains to be 51. We still remain positive on holding Ayala land for the long term, especially once 
the dust settles once you know the the situation gets better and we we can we are more positive on the reopening winners mainly because of basically the upside that comes not only from the share price but from the earnings right you will notice for Ayala Land, SMPH, Robinsons, the malls have not yet fully recovered. And that's where the upside will come from. The, the question kasi after is, will it return to normal? Because if you listen to our consumer podcast, we think that once the, there's herd immunity, once we are allowed to go out with confidence, we will go out and go to malls. We are a mall-going culture, especially Filipinos. So that's where the upside will come from. And then for SM Prime Holdings, our target price remains to be 42. Uh, we estimate reservation sales to pick up strongly uh, by 20% this year. There's really room for aggressive easing of restrictions, especially the rollout of the COVID-19 vaccines will unlock demand and support the recovery of the malls, right? So basically for the property sector, the main laggard for the business for their business uh, is the malls, right? So that's what we should anticipate the upside will come from. And then for RLC, you will notice its earnings are already ahead of estimates. But we have been mentioning that their earnings are expected to exceed 2019 levels because of the earnings contribution from the project in China, right? So RLC, one of the underappreciated, underappreciated um, property names. So something to take advantage of, especially prices remain um, depressed. And then for the consumer discretionary sector, FB has pulled back a bit. Uh, we have been mentioning that this this FB has been trading at 80 levels already, but it pulled back to 78. But for us, it's a it's a healthy pullback and one should, one that should be taken advantage of. Keep in mind that for FB, it's it's all of the food and beverage businesses of San Miguel are in FB, right? So the upside there will come from the alcoholic beverage, right? Because alcoholic beverage, the catalyst there, uh, social gatherings, nighttime activities, and should it resume sooner, right? That will uh, boost their earnings moving forward. Of course, right now, what's uh, saving the business is the food business. So right now, kasi they, they, they remain relevant, the package and prepared meals, given the stay at home and the like. For RHI, of course, RHI hasn't been doing much in terms of share price, mainly because the business is ex- most of the business exposed to mall, malls, right? So you will notice you will notice once um, the economic reopening really does pick up, you will you will see the property and RHI outperform. So that's the scenario where you will expect these names to outperform. So for example, if you're impatient while holding the stock, you can probably you can um, continue to hold and then add on to once you see uh, improving. Uh, cases where there's room for reopening. Nefermonde, this stuff, this is not necessarily a topic, but we would like to continue to emphasize why we like Monday. Uh, we have a target price of 21 pesos here. Uh, we, we, we kept on mentioning wh- how we forecast the Asia Pacific and food beverage to, you know, to grow faster than the industry. And then the upside will come, the growth will come from the meat alternative segment, corn foods. Uh, which is focused on regaining market share in the UK and taking uh, advantage of the reopening in the US, right? But besides that, we continue to include Monday, at least on this presentation, because we see high probability of the stock's inclusion in major benchmark index indices, right? So PSEI, keep in mind, because of the new rule, because of the new rule that was implemented in the PSEI that 
they don't need the requirement of at least 12 months listed. Monday is a high probability inclusion in the PSEI in Feb. Okay, so definitely the upside will also come from their inclusion in the PSEI by Feb. There's a high probability, especially it's uh, given the large market cap, the high trading liquidity, and no foreign ownership limits. And then for banks, um, this sector is still you know relatively underperforming in terms of share price. But for us, um, credit quality concerns are easing, so there's prospects for faster return on equity recovery, right? So our target price for video is 162 pesos. So besides the property, RHI, the banks will also benefit from signs of improving cases and room for reopening. Th- those are the sectors that you will see outperforming once we do once we um, see that light at the end of the tunnel. So for now, the answer is why are these stocks not moving as much? It's because their business is heavily reliant on economic reopening. Okay. Same with BPI, our target price is 105. Uh, but just to add something new that we added on this slide is management of BPI has maintained a positive outlook on asset quality. If you take a look at their provisions, and at the end of second quarter, their provisions is 2.9 billion, so that's 72% lower compared to last year. So that's their lowest quarterly provisioning in the last five quarters. So that means that at least the financial sector is, you know, seeing better days already. And then SM, SM still the outperforming compared to our stock picks in terms of you know performance um of course if you want some upside you can opt for the other picks but our top pick remains to be sm because of the argument that it's exposed to the sector's property retail banking which where we anticipate recovery will be robust if you take a look at our top picks so we're showing you the, sh- the sh- their share price as of end of august and then here's our target price and then the upside. Okay, so ju- for those listening um, via Spotify, Google, and Apple, I'm showing here the, the top picks, their target price and upside. So I will mention the upside. So for SM, the upside to our current target price is 24% for Ayala Land, 51%. For SM Prime, it's 23%. For RLC, it's 57%. For FB, for FB it's 19%. For RHI, it's 58%. For BDO, 47 For BPI, 26%. So you, you still see significant upside compared to our target price. And if you take a look at our model port, so given the PSI's rally of, of the other names, so for example, Ayala Corp, JGS, JFC, ICT have rallied significantly. So that also drove PSI performance that resulted to the underperformance of our stock picks, right? But it's not that far. If you take a look at market cap weighted return, it's down by 4.4% compared to PSI's 4%. So it's still there. Nevertheless, the upside will come. The upside for stock picks will definitely come moving forward. And for us, the property banking will really drive share price performance again once the, once, uh, the dust settles. And then going to our next segment, the Traders Playbook Picks. So we have, uh, we have you know, we, we always publish around 16, 17 traders playbook per month, but we highlight two uh, this month. So first one is DMC. For DMC, kasi, the, 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 the argument there, okay, wala na siya sa PSEI. Should we sell DMC? Again, the, the fundamentals have not changed. Actually, um, if we take a look at DMC, we like, we like the company according to the traders playbook report. If we take a look at the businesses have been significant recovery, especially the coal mining and the nickel mining, given the higher commodity prices. So that should 
sustain moving forward given the strong demand, especially from China, which they export to. So DMC for us should be taken advantage of on dips, right? So DMC's share price remains to be depressed and should be taken advantage of. So next is DNL. DNL, on the other hand, DNL share price has been outperforming. DNL, of course, is not part of the PSEI, but DNL, in terms of earnings, first half earnings is already at pre-COVID levels. Okay, so for DM for DNL, just uh just to reiterate that the company is optimistic about their full year earnings bouncing back to 2019 levels. So that's pre-COVID already. Management noted that this was due to the pickup in demand for all its segments as clients increased working capital expenditures this year. So note that DNL's first half net income already accounts for 53% of the company's first half earnings. So DNL is also a beneficiary of the recent trends in health and sanitation brought about by the COVID-19 pandemic. Actually, when asked regarding the quarantine, the return to ECQ in August, the company actually did not does not expect significant impact on its businesses, similar to what occurred in the second quarter of 2021. So they're quite positive. They're even positive on the catalyst on the horizon, such as the Christmas and the election season. So for DNL, it's a buy for us, according to the Trades Facebook report posted last August 20. And then if you take a look at the performance of Traders Paybook, it rebounded again from 71% last um, last end June. It went to 65% hit ratio last end July and back to 70% as of end August. You will notice some hit and misses in August, but mostly hit. You will see their AP, PLDT, Globe there. For those listening, if you take a look at the average year-to-date performance of our traders' playbook picks, including including those who, who are right and who are wrong, which are right and which are wrong, the average year-to-date is 6.4% compared to PSCI's 4% or 3.9%. So outperforming pa rin yung playbook picks compared to PSCI. And then we all, again, we also have sell calls, right? So for the sell calls, um, mostly right siya. There, so this is the time we welcome questions so we will have a two minute break but first of all i will just show you the poster of our event today 6 p.m so go for gold managing windfall and preparing for expensive purchases with budgeting i believe we we will chat in this go to webinar the link if you want to join so let's start answering your questions so first is we the first question is what are your thoughts on the price action of AP the past few trading days, especially today? So it rallied by 6.8%. Even the parent company, AAV, rallied by 6.8%. So we actually, I actually have an answer for that. Okay. So actually, I observed that you know, renewable players such as AP and even AC Energy were outperforming since the morning today, August 31. So it could be several things. So first one. There, there is this plan of ADB, the Asian Development Bank, to create this PPP that would buy out coal plants and wind them down within the 15 years and then replace them by renewable energy sources. So that, of course, basically that, that move will is better for the current companies that are shifting to renewables already, just like AP. And then second, there's this possibility that investors are buying up renewable players because of, you know, if you take a look at FGN's tender, tender offer, the by FGN's tender offer, the public float could only be at 13% worst case. So, of course, that's near the 10% threshold. So, should FGN, for example, worst case scenario, the company did not say Panaman, but for example, should FGN delist, 
investors will only be left with AP and AC Energy as the major renewable players. So of course, you have to still wait for FGN's plan. But for now, 13, worst case scenario, 13 to 15% yung public vote nila. So listed pa rin sila. It's, it's still good. But of course, investors are you know, thinking ahead. So that, that could be, also be one reason. And then for AEV, you will notice it was only up by 1% the whole day prior to market close. So at the end of at the market close, it could have tracked AP's sharp rally. So you will notice there's a huge volume today. It's because of MSCI. MSCI rebalancing effectivity is tomorrow. So all of the trades related to MSCI occurred today. So when you see, I, I think there's a possibility that market could you know normalize tomorrow or pull back a bit. Okay, so that uh, that hopefully answers the question regarding Aboitis power. So the next question is, will the possible tapering of reported for US have an impact to PSEI? That's actually a good question. You will notice, for example, if the Fed announces tapering off, but of course that will impact US. Of course, they're trying to price that in already in US, but of course, concept-wise, let's assume that US will pull back. The PSEI could pull back a bit. But it could, that could, the PSI could only track that movement for one or two days. But let me explain to you what happened last 2009 to 2013, if I'm not mistaken. The PSEI actually outperformed the U.S. Right? The PSI outperformed the U.S. that time, mainly because, you know, parang nag-start na yung tapering cycle that time, or at least the language. And then the whole time, investors were flocking to the developed markets for upside. Right, so that's the scenario that we hope will happen, right? Because the BSP is expected to, you know, increase rates not in the short term, mainly because we st we are still feeling the economic impact. So it's not uh, it's not a part of their plan this year, at least early next year, to increase rates. That should bode well for equities, at least specifically in the Philippines. So. That's the scenario uh, we are hoping it will we're hoping will happen. For example, like the taper na sa US. So of course equities will have limited upside in the near term. Where will investors flock to the developed markets where there's still lower rates and upside? So Philippines ticks those boxes. So there. Next question is the target price, is it by end of year? Actually, we usually we usually have it at you know 12 months. So the target price is usually 12 months. So how about Metrobank? Yeah, that's a good question. If you will notice in our previous uh, wrap-up episodes, we sometimes mention Metrobank as uh, as a pick of our research partner, DBS. Their target price for Metrobank is 67 pesos. Same thesis, recovery of the banks ahead of the economic reopening. Um, of course, we do not cover Metrobank because we're part of the group, but we have a research partner, just like what I mentioned, and their target price is 67 pesos. So next question is, what's the view? on LTG. So for LTG, yeah. So in terms of earnings kasi, uh, you will notice PNB is under LTG. If you take a look at the earnings of PNB alone, PNB's earnings surge significantly because of the revaluation of its assets. But the, the revaluation of assets was not recognized at the parent level, which means it was not recognized in LTG. So LTG's earnings actually uh, pulled back significantly because PNB's earnings, excluding the revaluation of the assets, was actually significantly down. PNB's earnings were actually down because of higher provisions. 
meaning malakas malaki yung inalot nila for provision for debts bad debts okay so moving forward you know the the bank segment of LTG specifically PND may continue to be a drag assuming the lockdown measures resume in the next months because uh, management has been saying naman um, their outlook on the bank hinges on the uh, economic or the uh, quarantine measures moving forward you know that being said yung LTG share price will likely rebound if mag uh, ease na to GCQ and the like so there but we recognize that LTG is significantly cheap right now but the earnings are still significantly underperforming that's why it's not being bought yet but there's upside to that but you know it, uh, the the fundamentals are still problematic at least in the eyes of the investors that's why they're not yet buying okay so next question is what's our take on P- pure gold and gma7 as election placer they're actually good election place right um definitely for pure gold the buy usually mga pinamimigay then for GMA7, of course, given what happened with ABS, uh, we expect GMA7 to have more of those, you know, election ad revenues. So yeah, those are those two are good election plays. But you will notice that GMA7 has already significantly rallied. So there's still upside, but um, just manage your expectations. That of course don't expect na magdouble yung price ahead of the election and the like. But there's upside nevertheless. So, yeah, that's a good question. And you mentioned two picks that are beneficiary of election there, especially for pure gold. But pure gold has been underperforming in the past month. So the upside is there. And there's a catalyst election. So, yeah. So the next question is, what do you mean when you say in the playbook, uh, start, accumulate, and take profit? So, yeah, um, in our playbook reports, we usually mention when to accumulate, when to take profit. And when to cut your losses. So, for example, when you see there, we usually have a sentence: start to accumulate at these levels, and then set your cut loss below this level, and then take profit at this level. So basically, those are three um, instructions on what to do on RTs. What's our view on what you guys should do? So that's the message of the playbook: when do you buy? When do you sell? When do you take profit? And then when do you cut your losses? Just in case the price goes the other way around. So there. Okay, another good question. So for DDMPR, first her first half net income is half of the previous year. Still, are they still capable of meeting that? You know the yield that was mentioned in the presentation. So that's a good question because the the dividend yield that I mentioned there is based on the net income that they forecasted what the company forecasted because I mentioned it's based on the prospectus. So yeah, that's a good question, right? So I, I guess we have to wait for the the earnings at least in the third quarter to fully gauge what will happen um, for the full year net income. So it it's there's it's still possible. It's still possible that they could able to they are able to meet the yield, but it's a good thing you monitor the net income to manage your expectations, right? That's why it's very important for REITs yung growth and stability of the growth because that doesn't make the basic yield, right? So there. For REITs, just to give you a tip, is to not only look at yield, look at the stability of the company and the and the growth that it could offer. For example, si REIT, when REIT listed, REIT listed only promising 
for uh, around nearly 5% yield in its first year, which is 2020. But if you notice, the share price has appreciated because they kept on infusing assets because that's the capability of the Ayala, Ayala brand or the Ayala company. So you have to take that into consideration as well. Not only the yield, but the prospect of the company to infuse assets and the growth of the said company mismo. Okay, next question. Is it too late to enter the telco site? Is there room to participate? If Globe were to correct, would tell and Converge correct too? It depends. Because if you notice, Globe pulled back today, August 31, more than PLDT and Converge because Globe rallied more last week. So for us, kasi, there, there are underlying fundamentals kasi for Globe, PLDT, Converge, right? So just manage your expectation that it will not repeat again right it will not rally by 30 20% again at least in the near term right that should be the main expectation here it only occurs uh, rarely so there's still room to participate uh, there's still room to participate on pullbacks so definitely yes you just have to know uh, why are you buying the stock and what's the upside right? so for globe uh, the upside probably come from the financial technology business for PLDT, home broadband, kasi work at home, stay at home, study at home. For Converge, same case, right? So those are the upside for the telcos. Just manage your expectation that they will not rally by double-digit percentage again in the near term. Okay, so good question. So any news you can share on the plan NGCP IPO? Will the rumored backdoor listing through SGP push through? I think I think it will. Um, I think it will, um, especially with the ERC really pushing for NGCP to to list in the stock exchange at, by November, right? So I think SGP as Synergy Grid uh, is already um, initiating transactions ahead of the NGCP. I think nag FOO si SGP, and then the proceeds will be used for N NGCP, right? So there, I think for NGCP, it's a it's a transmission company just for the information of everyone and i have yet look at the numbers but it seems like the 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 main the main investment thesis there is dividends and stability in earnings given that it's a transmission company the by yung main yung main catalyst and risk lang naman ni, ng, usually ng energy companies are related to what's happening with the economy so we yeah yeah to to, to answer your question further we have yet to we have yet to wait for the other details but to answer your question, um, I think the rumored backdoor listing will push through. I think it's not a secret anymore that they're really trying to push through for that one. The next question is, what was the reason for the dip of the stock prices of Globe? It's mainly because of it rallied by 32% last week. It was really poised to pull back. For us, I think there's still, for us, if you ask us, uh, there's still room to pull back further. So you could buy more. You could buy uh, those tips. Next is, will DDMPR price return to 2.25 IPO price? There's a possibility, especially once um, the property stocks like SM, PH, Ayala, and RC rebound also. And of course, how will they rebound? They will rebound once, you know, cases further dissipate and economic uh, and quarantine measures uh, are further lifted. Okay. So send in your questions. Do you have any further questions? We'll answer two more. Okay, this is a good question. Yeah. What could be the impact of a company listing in another board yet being removed from the PSC index? You're referring to Emperador. That's a, you're referring to Emperador, right? 
So, it's a different thing, right? Because keep in mind, si Emperador naman, even if it's not part of the PSEI, it's still part of the PSE. So, for Emperador, keep in mind the huge impact of listing in another country because you will raise money from another country and probably they will price you at a premium if the business is good. For Emperador's case, the business of Emperador did so well, especially in other countries. Keep in mind, Emperador does not only sell here in the Philippines, it sells in UK, China, and other countries. Actually, yung, the main driver of Emperador's earnings was from the other countries, the overseas business. right? But for us, of course, Emperador share price here is quite overvalued. But the bottom line is, that's, that's the reason why it rallied, because of the company listing in the Singapore Stock Exchange. So they're scheduled to list, uh, I'm not sure when. But you have to look at it on an individual basis, right? There's no one answer to that one. But to answer your question, that was a significant catalyst for Emperador. That's why the market went up. So that offset Emperador being not part of the PSEI. So for them, it's okay. They're part of the Singapore exchange someone moving forward. So the next part of the question is, do we like Emperador? For Emperador... We recognize the strength of the earnings, but we, we think it will normalize. The earnings will normalize in the coming years, and share price is currently overvalued in our view. And there are other consumer names there that are undervalued, uh, which has more upside. And we mentioned that in our consumer podcast. So you, think you, you, can listen, you can listen to that. Okay, so last question. So in terms of renewable energy companies, which do you think has the best growth prospect? In terms of best growth prospect, um, definitely those companies that are, you know, shifting towards renewable energy. So, for a, for example, AP, but their goal is 50-50 renewable energy um, in the coming years for AC Energy. Well, AC Energy also has a good growth prospect. They're not only expanding here in the Philippines, they're expanding in other countries. They're doing well in expanding, especially in Vietnam. And they're also expanding in Australia, India. Okay, so those are the two companies that has the best growth prospect. For FGen, yeah, they're also doing well. But to answer your question, growth prospect, AC Energy and AP are right up there. Okay? That concludes the question and answer portion. Just to promote that we also have other podcasts. So, for example, we interviewed uh, one management from Nickel Asia. You can listen to that one in our uh, Spotify. Uh, we interviewed Mr. JB Bailon. He talked about uh, the rising demand for nickel ore and how is it being applied in other countries. We also um, uploaded uh, an episode on the Philippine consumers and why we are positive on select consumer names. So we, for more stock picks, kindly listen to that uh, podcast. And then again, we are rec- we were recognized by Spotify uh, last year as top-ranking Philippine business podcast. We, were, we also trended last March. So Please listen to our podcast. We we have um we have several we have a lot of episodes out there where we have at we have fifty nearly fifty episodes already. Again, promoting our event, which is already uh, the link to that event is already in the chat. So go for gold, managing windfall and preparing for expensive purchases with budgeting. So it's at six p.m. That event will happen in 35 minutes. So thank you, everyone. This has been Roy Segular, Equity Research Analyst of First Metro Securities. As always, in First Metro Securities, it's hashtag your future first. So thank you, everyone.
Thanks for listening to First Metro Securities Philippine Stock Market Weekly Podcast. Don't forget to follow us to get first dibs on our new episodes. For more up-to-date market news and info, exclusive content, and the opportunity to connect with your fellow Filipino investors and traders, join facebook.com slash groups slash firstmetrosec and be part of the First Metrosec family. The views and opinions expressed by the podcast creators, hosts, and guests do not necessarily reflect the official policy and position of Podcast Network Asia. Any content provided by the people on the podcast are of their own opinion and are not intended to malign any religion, ethnic group, club, organization, company, individual, or anyone or anything.